Well, hey, good morning to you. It's uh, Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. Uh, you know, by, uh, uh, the Queen is set to meet with Biden while he's uh, uh, over in Europe during the uh, G7. Uh, the Queen has met with every president except for Lyndon B. Johnson. I'm not sure why he didn't meet with him. Maybe maybe she didn't have time. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. Uh, that's what you Google to find me. I, man, I so appreciate you coming every day. Thank you so much. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show it right at the top of the search. Uh, I truly appreciate you. If you can't, uh, yeah, like I said, bring someone tomorrow, today. Say, go over there and say, hey, check this guy out. He's pretty cool. And if they don't like me, hey, you know what? Not everybody has taste. Uh, and you can tweet to me questions, insights, or fight with me at Cyberclops. That's uh, on Twitter, at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Uh, we talked about it yesterday and kind of knew it would happen. Uh, that Yahoo, Netanyahu, is out almost, not yet, or soon will be. A coalition of Israeli uh, uh, political parties announced last night that they had agreed to a deal to form a new government, paving the way for the exit of Israel's longest-serving prime minister, uh, Netanyahu, that Yahoo. Uh, Yair Lapid, uh, leader of the centrist Yeshatid party, notified Israel President Reuven Rivlin uh, that he had managed to get a coalition just 38 minutes before the midnight deadline. Netanyahu was like, yeah, it's cool. I'm okay. And then 38 minutes before the midnight, he gets the message and he goes, damn. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, the, the uh, president there is, is, is almost like a, uh, uh, the vice president is here. He doesn't really do anything. Uh, anyway. Uh, though Lapid holds the mandate to form the government under the agreement, it is Naftali Bennett, leader of the small right-wing party Yamina, who is set to become the prime minister for the first two years of the four-year term. Uh, Lapid will serve as foreign minister until the two men swap roles halfway through the term. In a statement, Lapid said the government will work to serve all the citizens of Israel, including those who aren't members of it, uh, will respect those who oppose it, and do everything in its power to unite all parts of Israeli society. But it's still not done. We have to test the corruptibleness. Corruptibleness. Is that a word? I think that's a word. We have to test the... If it isn't, it is now. We have to test the corruptibleness of Parliament. Uh, the coalition agreement must now pass a vote of confidence in the Knesset, which is Israel's parliament, before a, uh, a new government and prime minister are sworn in. The Knesset is the supreme unicameral national legislature of Israel. In other words, it's all government uh, voting entities. The new government consists of a number of parties from across the political spectrum, from the left-wing Meretz uh, to Bennett's right-wing Yamina party. In a historic moment, the small Islamist party, United Arab List, also decided to join the coalition. The first time an Arab-Israeli party has joined a coalition. The uh, party is unlikely to have a minister in government, but will have negotiated with the coalition on issues important to them. Uh, speaking of corruption, 
Not much unites the parties other than their desire to oust Netanyahu. He is corrupt. And the parties differ in stances on some of the country's most pressing issues, especially relations with the uh, Palestinians. Obviously, Arabs uh, uh, don't don't, uh, gel with everybody else on that. According um, uh, to Israeli law, the Neset must hold a vote of confidence within a week of being formally notified of a new government uh, being formed. Uh, This step might not happen until Monday, which means the vote could be held as late as June 14th. In the meantime, Netanyahu remains prime minister until someone else is sworn in. The uh, new uh, coalition is trying to push for it to happen the vote to happen immediately because they don't want to give Netanyahu a chance to sway anybody because the government could break down before the vote. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. So why lie about it? The latest annual Pentagon report on non-combatants killed by American bombs and bullets was woefully undercounted. Not as bad as previous years, but still bad. According to a uh, Department of Defense's uh, defense report, U.S. forces killed 23 civilians last year during military operations in Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Iraq, Somalia, Syria, and Yemen. But the U.K.-based journalist monitoring group Air Wars uh, reported between 34 and 36 civilian deaths caused by U.S.-led attacks in Iraq and Syria last year. Air Wars also reported between 7 and 13 uh, civilians killed by uh, U.S. forces in Somalia last year. A December 2020 report by Nita C. Crawford of the Cost of War uh, Project, which is a, a team of 50 scholars, experts, legal exper- experts, human rights practitioners, and physicians at Brown University's Watson Institute of International and Public Affairs in Rhode Island, They found that at least 83 civilians were killed in 24 separate U.S. attacks in the first nine months of last year. It was even greater in 2019. So 83 civilians in nine months, not even in a full year. And uh, the um, Pentagon claims only 23 of those. In 2019, the Pentagon claimed uh, responsibility for 132 civilian deaths while Airwares and the Cost of War Project reported more than 1,100 civilians killed by U.S.-led attacks in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria alone. Successive U.S. administrations apparently always undercount or conceal the true number of civilians killed during the war on terror. Uh, Under Obama, U.S. forces bombed medical facilities, homes, weddings, funerals, first responders, U.S. citizens, and allied forces, and redefined the term militant to include all military-age males in a designated strike zone in an attempt to artificially lower civilian casualty counts. In other words, if there's a man who's 18 or over in an area, oh, we're just going to call them military. I mean, I realize he's a babysitter or he's delivering pizza, but we're going to call him military. Yes, I, I will call out Obama if, he, if he's done something wrong. And let's not forget those killed uh, because, our military, uh, uh, because of our military aid. Like, you know, like in Israel where, you know, they just murdered 63, was it 63 or 67 children? I forget. 67, I think. And let's not forget them. 
please. While such an attitude makes it impossible to tell uh, uh, exactly how many men, women, and children have been killed by U.S. forces over the past two decades of unending war, estimates range from around 500,000 to well over a million. Two Iranian naval ships heading west are expected to soon enter the Atlantic Ocean, posing a possible problem for the Biden administration. Not really, but maybe. U.S. was uh, surveilling the Makran, an oil tanker uh, turning staging base, and an uh, Iranian Navy frigate believed to be headed for Venezuela. Iran has long threatened to deploy its Navy to the Atlantic Ocean, Iran's intentions are not clear, but a National Security Council spokesman said the Venezuelan, that Venezuela had purchased weapons from Iran over a year ago. Uh, sat, uh, citing satellite, satellite images, USNI News reported on Tuesday that the Macron was carrying seven high-speed missile attack craft. Uh, yesterday, Senator Mark Rubio of Florida tweeted that the incursion was an attempt to project a message of strength to the Biden administration, which is something a Republican would say if he were an idiot. Uh, So for Biden to project strength uh, to a ship crossing the Atlantic would be the president doing nothing because he doesn't care. That would project strength. And I don't think they're going to do anything. On Monday, Saeed uh, Katabzada... A spokesman for Iran's foreign ministry said nations should not jump to a conclusion about Iran, Iran's intentions. Iran has constant presence in international waters, is entitled to this right on the basis of international law. He said, according to Iran's Tasman uh, news agency, I warn that nobody should make a miscalculation. Katizadeh said, those who live in glass houses must be cautious. Uh, seems to me they're just delivering weapons to uh, Venezuela. I mean, if Venezuela wants to buy weapons from them, who are we to say? Anyway, China, Russia, China, Russia news. <laughs> China, Russia, China, China, Russia. Uh, three Uyghurs who fled from China and Tur- uh, to Turkey have described forced abortions and torture by Chinese authorities in China, far western Xinjiang region, which we've talked about many times, so many times, about the Uyghurs and the problems that they're having. Um, ahead of giving testimony to, uh, uh, they, they did this, ahead of giving testimony to a People's Tribunal in London that is investigating if Beijing's actions against ethnic Uyghurs amounts to genocide. Uh, the three witnesses include, uh, include a woman who said she was forced into an abortion at six and a half months pregnant, a former doctor who spoke of a dread, oh, and, and, that, and it was described in great detail what they did to her. It's pretty gnarly. It's pretty bad. Uh, also a former doctor who spoke of uh, draconian birth control pro- policies and a former detainee who uh, uh, alleged he was tortured day and night by Chinese soldiers while he was imprisoned in the remote border region. Uh, they spoke to the Associated Press of their experiences before testifying by video link to the independent UK tribunal, which is expected to draw dozens of witnesses when it opens four days of hearings on uh, Friday. Uh, while the tribunal's judgment is not binding on any government, organizers hope that the process of publicly laying out evidence will compel international action to tackle growing concerns about alleged abuses in Xinjiang against the Uyghurs. Uh, and, and let's, I, I, should, I should also mention 
that we put Uyghurs in Guantanamo Bay, uh, Bay when they had done nothing. Uh, they are now in, I think, Guam or something. We released them to Guam and they're living a comfortable life in Guam away from uh, Xinjiang, uh, the, uh, the, the western side, which is not in China, is where we got them. Anyway, uh, one witness, a mother of four, Burmian Rossi, said authorities in Xinjiang rounded her up along with other pregnant women to abort her fifth child in 2007. Remember back then, China was saying, don't have so many children. Now they're saying, have, have children, because uh, they're concerned about their population. Back then, back then uh, China was saying, uh, uh, don't have so many children, but if you do, make sure they're boys. <laughs> anyway, um, she said she uh, complied because she feared that otherwise the authorities would have confiscated her home and belongings and endangered her family. There are dozens of other stories that are just too difficult to talk about. I read through them. Uh, you can go to the Associated Press and look at the story. The tribunal is the latest attempt to hold China accountable for alleged rights abuses against the Uyghurs and other predominantly Muslim and ethnic Turkic minorities. An estimated one million people or more, most of them Uyghurs, have been confined in re-education camps in Xinjiang, uh, according to researchers, Chinese authorities have been accused of imposing forced labor, systematic forced birth control and torture and separating children from incarcerated parents. Sort of like what, uh, I'm, I'm not going to get into it. Beijing has flatly rejected the allegations. Officials have characterized the camps, which they say are now closed, as vocational training centers to teach Chinese language, job skills and law and the law to support economic development and combat extremism. Combat extremism. You mean re-education? Uh, Chinese authorities have ignored requests to participate in the proceedings. The Chinese embassy in London did not ex uh, respond to requests for comment from the AP, but officials in China have said that the tribunal is set up by anti-Chinese forces, forces to spread lies. Lie! They were lying about it. Um, Democratic Senator Kristen Sinema. Remember, I talked about her yesterday along with uh, uh, Joe Manchin in, uh, from Virginia, or West Virginia, uh, Joe Manchin. Uh, she was uh, touring uh, Customs and Border Protection facilities in Tucson along with uh, Republican Senator John Cornyn of Texas. Sinema told reporters that the filibuster protects the democracy of our nation and that a change of behavior not a change of rules is needed to end Senate dysfunction. I understand how it could uh, be that way, seen that way, if both sides had the best, uh, the people's best interest in mind. But when Republicans want to block voting rights, I would say the filibuster actually kind of hurts democracy, you know? So I'm just going to have to uh, agree to disagree, you know? Uh, moving on. Uh, been a few days since we talked about alleged pedophile sex trafficker Representative Matt Goetz. Uh, federal prosecutors are examining whether he obstructed justice during a phone call he had with a witness in uh, the sex crimes investigation of the Florida uh, of, of, of the congressman. Uh, the obstruction inquiry stems from a phone call the witness had with Goetz's girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, 
uh, I guess at the time was was his girlfriend. At some point during the conversation, the ex-girlfriend patched gets into the call, sources said. While it's unknown exactly what was said, the discussion on the call is central to whether prosecutors can charge Getz with obstructing justice, which makes it illegal to suggest that a witness in a criminal case lie or give misleading testimony. Why else would Getz want to talk to her? Why else? There is not another reason for him to have a phone call. With the help of his ex-girlfriend. Why would he do that? It, do, it just doesn't make sense. I, I, I'm assuming it wasn't his ex-girlfriend at the time it happened. I don't know. I don't know. We've been saying this all along. The only way to end the pandemic is to vaccinate the world quickly because the virus, virus can mutate itself around the vaccine if given the chance. We've been saying this, right? We, You and I talked about this. Um... Uh, we need to get vaccines to the rest of the world very quickly to stop this pandemic from happening. And in fact, I would say Pfizer and Moderna would be happy if the vaccine didn't get around the world quickly because that means they are going to make billions for decades. You and I know better, but apparently world leaders do not Last week, Moderna held its fourth annual Science Day in, uh, in this virtual event for investors. The company laid out its research, research and development plans, but the biotech's top scientists also sounded an alarm. Uh, Moderna's chief scientific officer, Melissa Moore, stated, As the virus spread, it is rapidly mutating. Some of the new viral strains appear to be even more transmissible than the original. The good news is that the vaccines from Moderna and Pfizer in particular have been highly effective so far. Bad news is, in, 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 the, in Moore's words, the, the um, chief scientific officer's words, we already know that some of these new strains are less susceptible to neutralization by our current vaccine which means, you know, there might be a booster needed. Moderna's researchers have found lower neutralizing antibody levels against several key coronavirus variants to be of concern, which suggests a risk of reduced duration of protection against infection. Uh, but, I, I mean, it, it's reduced, which would mean you would get sick and maybe not end up in the, in the hospital? I don't know. I guess we'll, uh, uh, the time will tell, right? It's Thursday, so the numbers are in. First-time filings for unemployment benefits totaled 385000 uh, for the week ending May 29th, a decline from the previous week's 405000 uh, Despite the decline in weekly claims, continuing claims rose by 169000 to $3.77 Americans are still receiving benefits under the various programs, including two put in place specifically to address pandemic-related uh, displacements. And let's do an applause for this upcoming story. Brava, brava. I said brava, you know what that means. Uh, in Texas, Paxton Smith got up to deliver her high school graduation speech. It was supposed to be uh, a, a, a school-approved speech about TV and the media. But she instead spoke about abortions and the recent law banning abortion after six weeks signed by the Republican governor there. Paxson said, in light of recent, and this is a quote, 
In light of recent events, it feels wrong to talk about anything but what is currently affecting me and millions of other women. I have dreams, hopes, and ambitions. Every girl here does. We have spent our whole lives working towards our futures and without our consent or input, our control over our futures has been stripped away from us. I am terrified that if my contraceptives fail me, that if I'm raped, then my hopes and aspirations, efforts and dreams for myself will no longer matter. I cannot give up this platform to promote complacency and peace when there is a war on my body and a war on my rights. A war on the rights of your mothers, a war on the rights of your sisters, a war on the rights of your daughters. We cannot stay silent. She just, you know what? She just set up her future in media or as a politician, whatever she wants. Good job. Great speech. You know, I, I would have loved to see that graduation. <laughs> and the faces on some of those right-wingers uh, in the audience. That would have been amazing. Um, <laughs> okay. There was, a, there was an early morning accident yesterday uh, in, in Utah. Uh, no one was uh, injured severely. So why am I mentioning it? So officers arrived around 5 a.m. yesterday and discovered the person behind the wheel was a nine-year-old girl, uh, the young girl and her four-year-old sister, apparently stole the keys to the family car while their parents were sleeping. Uh, the girls told the officers they were uh, headed to California because they wanted to swim in the ocean. Uh, they had made it 13 miles of the 700-mile drive. Someone is going to be grounded in a big way. And one last story. <sighs> have you ever heard of a remote-control sex toy? They have those. You can, you, you can control them with apps and stuff like that. You can be across the country. You can be across the room, whatever you want. But you probably haven't seen one like this. A New Mexico sheriff was running for mayor of Albuquerque, was interrupted at a campaign event by a flying drone with a sex toy attached and a man who called him a tyrant while swinging his fist. Manuel, <laughs> a drone with a, uh, I guess it was a dildo, I'm guessing. I don't know. Manuel Gonzalez said the Democrat was unharmed and will not be intimidated. Gonzalez suggested yesterday that the stunt with the drone may have been sent by the rival campaign of incumbent Mayor T T Tim Keller, who's also a Democrat, uh, Keller's campaign condemned the stunt as disruptive, rude, and immature, and denied any involvement. So there you have it. That's it. <laughs> We're done Thursday. Thursday, Friday Eve, if you wish, uh, if you care about stuff like that. Uh, how did I do today? Not bad. Under 24 minutes. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I truly appreciate you coming every day. That's really nice of you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome sauce. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the list. And tweet me questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.